Welcome to the Practical Employment Law Podcast, a podcast covering all aspects of American employment law. I'm your host, Mark Chumley. Artificial intelligence is a hot topic these days, and most everyone has eaten up some of their free time playing with chat GPT or something similar. I don't pretend to have an understanding of the technology driving these programs, but the important point to me is the term generative AI, which means that users can create new content based on a variety of inputs. This opens up a lot of possibilities, but what are the implications for employment law? Full disclosure, this is the first meta episode of the podcast. To find out what impact AI might have on employment law, I asked ChatGPT the following question. What employment law issues are raised by the use of artificial intelligence programs? I'm going to read you the seven items that AI suggested and comment on each of them. So here we go with the AI-generated list. The first workplace issue raised by AI is... Number one, discrimination. Quote, AI algorithms can unintentionally perpetuate or even amplify biases present in the data they are trained on. If AI is used in recruitment, performance evaluation, or promotion decisions, there is a risk of discriminatory outcomes based on protected characteristics such as race, gender, or age. Employers must ensure that AI systems are designed and monitored to prevent unlawful discrimination. Okay, I have to give credit where credit is due. I think AI is spot on with this one, and I'm not alone. Two states, Illinois and Maryland, have already passed laws restricting the use of AI in the hiring process. In October 2021, the EEOC launched its Artificial Intelligence and Algorithmic Fairness Initiative, and more recently in May of this year released guidance entitled Assessing Adverse Impact in Software Algorithms and Artificial Intelligence Used in Employment Selection Procedures under Title VII. I'll read you a brief quote from the EEOC's guidance, which is sufficient to see where they're going with this, and I'm reading here. If an employer administers a selection procedure, it may be responsible under Title VII if the procedure discriminates on, discriminates on a basis prohibited by Title VII, even if the test was developed by an outside vendor. In addition, employers may be held responsible for the actions of their agents, which may include entities such as software vendors, if the employer has given them authority to act on the employer's behalf. This may include situations where an employer relies on the results of a selection procedure that an agent administers on its behalf. Therefore, employers that are deciding whether to rely on a software vendor to develop or administer an algorithmic decision-making tool may want to ask the vendor, at a minimum, whether steps have been taken to evaluate whether the use of the tool causes a substantially lower selection rate for individuals with a characteristic protected by Title VII. End quote. So the EEOC is looking carefully at this issue, and if your company is using tools like resume scanners, virtual assistants, video interviewing software, testing software, or employee monitoring programs, this is something you should have on your radar. Okay, the number two issue of artificial intelligence in the workplace, according to artificial intelligence, is privacy and data protection. And I'll read you the point made by the AI program. Quote, 
AI often requires access to vast amounts of data, including personal information about employees. Collecting, processing, and storing this data must comply with relevant data protection laws and regulations. Employers need to establish safeguards to protect employee privacy and ensure transparency regarding the collection and use of personal data, end quote. Another solid point from AI. Data privacy and protection are big issues right now. At least six states have comprehensive data protection laws, and there are several other laws that touch on various data privacy issues. And of course, there are laws like HIPAA and the Fair Credit Reporting Act that may come into play depending on the situation. It's hard to discuss this issue in this format because it covers so many different scenarios, but employers need to consider what data they are inputting into AI systems and whether the information going into those systems is protected by any laws. Another question to consider is what happens to the data after the processing is done? Is it retained by the AI system, and if it is, how is it used? AI workplace issue number three, according to AI, Employee Monitoring Quote, AI technologies can enable extensive monitoring and surveillance of employees. This raises concerns about the invasion of privacy and the need to strike a balance between legitimate business interests and employee rights. Laws and regulations regarding employee monitoring, such as consent requirements and notice obligations, may apply. End quote. This is pretty close to a good point for labor and employment law purposes, but let me try to expand on it a little bit. Employee monitoring is a concern, although I'm not sure the most pressing concern is invasion of privacy. It's an issue, but I think the more pertinent point is the recent NLRB general counsel memo on this subject. Issued in October 2022, the memo states in part, and I'm reading here, quote, an issue of particular concern to me, me being the general counsel of the NLRB, is the potential for omnipresent surveillance and other algorithmic management tools to interfere with the exercise of Section 7 rights by significantly impairing or negating employees' ability to engage in protected activity and keep that activity confidential from their employer if they so choose. Thus, I plan to urge the board to apply the act to protect employees to the greatest extent possible from intrusive or abusive electronic monitoring and automated management practices that would have the tendency to interfere with Section 7 rights, end quote. And then the memo goes on to say, and I'm reading again, if employers rely on artificial intelligence to screen job applicants or issue discipline, the employer as well as the third-party software provider, may violate the NLRA if the underlying algorithm is making decisions based on employees' protected activity. This is a clear signal from the NLRB that they're looking closely at artificial intelligence in the workplace, and given the expansive tone of the memo, I think employers who use artificial intelligence should be concerned about the board's positions, particularly if they deal with unions on a regular basis. Okay, moving on, the number four workplace issue raised by artificial intelligence, according to artificial intelligent, intelligence, is job displacement and retraining. Quote, the adoption of AI can lead to automation and job displacement. Employment laws may come into play when determining how to handle workforce reductions, including obligations to provide notice, severance pay, and support for retraining or redeployment of affected employees. End quote. 
Okay, this is the first one I would call a miss from artificial intelligence. If you have to terminate a lot of your employees in a reduction in force, you need to handle it the right way or you might get sued. AI, more like AO, artificial obvious. Next, number five, fairness and transparency. Quote, the use of AI in employment decisions can raise concerns about the lack of transparency and the difficulty in understanding how certain outcomes are reached. Employees have the right to understand the basis for decisions affecting their employment, and employers should ensure that AI systems are explainable and provide justifiable results. End quote. Sorry, but this is a miss for the most part, in my opinion. Employers don't necessarily have an obligation to be fair or completely transparent. They have an obligation to comply with applicable laws, and it's usually the best practice to be as transparent as possible with respect to some but not all decisions. As I've stated many times on this podcast, employers should be brutally honest about reasons for terminating an employee's employment, and employers should have objective bases for decisions that might lead to claims like hiring and promotion decision decisions, but I think AI's view of employee rights is a bit broader than necessary in this instance. Moving on, number six, intellectual property. Quote, if AI programs are developed in-house, intellectual property rights may arise. Employers and employees should clarify ownership and usage of rights through contracts or policies to avoid disputes over the ownership of AI-generated works. End quote. This is another valid point, but I think there are additional issues to be discussed. Now, I agree that the intellectual property rights should be clarified, and that is pretty easily addressed with the right employment agreement and policies. And in my experience, businesses that generate meaningful intellectual property usually have such agreements in place or know to get them. To me, this one is actually very similar to number two about data protection and privacy. I would add concerns about trade secrets to this one as well. If employees enter trade secret information into AI programs, do they lose their status as trade secrets because of that disclosure? What happens if, if an employee enters a string of code into an AI program to enhance it or debug it? Is it now part of the AI program and could it be accessed in the future by the program or by others directly or indirectly? The really concerning thing here is that employers may not even be aware of whether or how often employees are now using AI to perform various aspects of their job and what the larger implications may be. All right, we are to the final point of AI's comments on the use of AI in the workplace. Number seven, ethical considerations. Quote, the use of AI raises broader ethical considerations, such as accountability for AI-driven decisions, the impact on job quality, and the potential for, for algorithmic bias. Employers should consider the ethical implications of using AI in the workplace and establish guidelines for responsible AI deployment, end quote. This seems like a rehash of several of the other points. It's pretty sad when AI gets lazy and phones it in. There is one really good point in here, though, and I think it may be the most important takeaway from this whole discussion. To paraphrase, employers need to consider the implications of AI and establish guidelines. I don't think AI is going away anytime soon, and the first step is to figure out how it can be used in a way that protects the employer from various legal issues. Like any policy development, this is going to take com a commitment of time and effort to do it right, and employers really are going to need to dig in and figure out 
What's the situation? How are employees using this technology? Are there ways we don't want employees to use this technology? And ultimately, employers will need to craft a comprehensive policy that they can apply to these issues. Now, I should add one more point here. Uh, ChatGPT added a disclaimer at the end of the list, and I'll read it. Quote, It's important to note that employment laws and regulations may vary by jurisdiction, so it is advisable to consult with legal professionals familiar with the specific laws in your region when implementing AI programs in the workplace. End quote. So true, AI. So true. This has been the Practical Employment Law Podcast. Thanks for listening. Please watch for future episodes wherever you get podcasts. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. If you would like to contact me about any aspect of the podcast, my email address is mchumley at kmklaw.com, and my full contact information is in the show notes. This podcast was created for general informational purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or a solicitation to provide legal services. Although we attempt to ensure that the podcast is complete, accurate, and up-to-date, we assume no responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or timeliness. The information in this podcast is not intended to create, and listening to it does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. Listeners should not act upon this information without seeking professional legal counsel.